guilty. Jesus calls those that are willing to listen and drop their nets. He calls those who are willing to have Him in common and nothing else. This is the nature of our God. God is community. God is communal. He is, he is community. And because God is community, because God's nature is, is God, Son, and Spirit, Father, Son, and Spirit, God, Jesus, and Holy Spirit, because this is the very nature of God. God didn't become communal. God is communal and always has been. And God creates all things in nature in community. At the very beginning of God's creation, God is with His creation. He is in community with His creation. He walks on His new earth with His new creation and His new person. And He walks on this planet with them. And when, Jesus, and, and when things go awry, God continues a desire for community. He continues to work for God's people, His Israelites, to be brought into His presence because God desires community. And when Emmanuel is born into this earth, when Jesus arrives, what does Jesus do? He teaches God's kingdom from a communal aspect with people around Him. His closest, His 12, His 72, and the, and the world at large. He ascends into heaven, the resurrected Jesus Christ. And you know what He leaves His disciples? He leaves them community. He lives, leaves them a part of Himself and His Father, but He leaves them one another to go into all the world and to share who He is. Because God is community, He creates community. And because God is community, He brings each and every one of us into community. We share in the story of Jesus Christ, not simply as individuals, but as God's community of people put together who share the particular characteristic of Jesus. And so we follow Him into community. Maybe that's why I struggle. I struggle with the idea of coming up with resolutions or goals this time of year because one, I know me and I know my track record with resolutions. I'm going to fit into that one third pretty quick, I think, in a lot of ways, right? They're hard to keep up with. They're difficult. We set lofty things or we, or we kind of ride the wave of what other people are saying you should do. Oh, people say I should lose 20 pounds. I guess I'll set the goal of losing 20 pounds. And what happens when you gain 20 pounds this year? You feel bad, right? And so we ride this wave or we listen to other people and we come very me-centered on this. And I think this is why in a lot of ways I, 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 I felt a little overwhelmed and felt arbitrary that anything I would say because everything I could think of or anything that would be a part of a goal or resolution in this new year would be me-centered. And what Jesus calls us to do, he calls not only, he doesn't call us simply as individuals, he calls you as an individual into a community. So I'm wondering what would happen if God's people didn't see this time of year as simply something that they, that I could achieve, but what if we 
could achieve. So instead of me, what if we choose we? What if we see community as a primary avenue for us to live out the calling to follow Jesus rather than all the effort being put onto an individual to follow in the footsteps of Jesus? Right, we know that in weakness, God is glorified. In my, in my shortcomings, God makes up for it. We know that God will bring all things into the way he, he wants them to be, but God calls us into community to live up to the calling of following him. So what if instead of saying me, we chose to say we? What if instead of getting in the car with a full tank of gas saying I'm going to there and running out of gas halfway there and going, well, I guess I'm going to live here in the middle of the desert now. What if we relied on one another? What if we shared in the burden of that calling to follow Jesus? Not just an hour or two on a Sunday, a little time on Wednesday, but what if we shared in the burden and the calling and the pulling and the intentionality of following Jesus Every day together. That's biblical. That's scriptural. And that gets us to 1 Corinthians chapter 12. Because Paul talks, the Apostle Paul talks about this. And here's where I want to, uh, for just a moment. I'm going to be spending a lot of time in the next, uh, the next few weeks in 1 Corinthians chapter 12. So what I want to do uh, with this this morning is I want to set up a larger idea from 1 Corinthians chapter 12. To this idea of community where we can choose togetherness, community. And I want us to, to realize that it is very scriptural and the Apostle Paul sees it. As he writes to a church in Corinth that has a lot, of, a lot of things going on. A lot of shortcomings, a lot of issues, a lot of things to which they need to overcome as community. Paul writes this. Let me pick up in verse 12 of 1 Corinthians chapter 12. He says, just as a body, though one, has many parts, but all its many parts form one body. And so, this is, so it is with Christ. We were all baptized by one spirit so as to form one body, whether Jew or Gentile, slave or free, and we were all given the one spirit to drink. Even so... The body's not made up of one part, but of many. Now, the idea is pretty simple. 1 Corinthians chapter 12 seems pretty straightforward into the idea to which Paul wants to leave not only the church in Corinth, but the churches throughout all time, is that one is with the many. Individuality is lived out in community. That one is lived amongst other ones. And together, the, the, individual, the individual idea is now absorbed into the oneness of the body of Christ. That he begins to build community from a very straightforward analogy of the body. And so, one with many. And I love this. Just as a body, though one, has many parts... And all of its many parts form one body, so it is with Christ. Verse 12 of 1 Corinthians 12. That one with many. And I, I think the, 
Um, the tra- this is an NIV, updated NIV translation. That, that word parts doesn't really give it justice. And so I'm going to actually next week spend a lot of time thinking about those words in, in, in great detail. But the word parts seems very mechanical, right? At least it does to me. That the, the body made up of all these different parts put together form one body. And what Paul's analogy is actually uh, starting to dig at is this idea that community, that God's people together aren't just parts, they're not mechanical. We're not just inserting different programs into this body. We're actually a living organism. That word's member, organ, limb. He's calling those in the church to be an organ or a limb amongst other organs and limbs. Because this is how the body of Christ is to function. We don't function in our individual aspect. We function in the midst of community. Because I am a part of you. And you are a part of me. And my context or my uh, my uh, gifts and talents as Paul will talk about is over is is inspired and lived out in the idea that the spirit of God that Christ himself is the particular characteristic that we all have in common and he brings all the individual all the me's into we's and I need you to know this that this church is a community. I use that word very intentionally. Community is what we strive to be here. Community is what we are at the Heritage Church of Christ because it is with Christ himself. And we strive as a community to be more like Christ, to share in each other's not only burdens, but also in our joys. To understand that you and, and myself, that the me is never alone. That the me is always absorbed in the we. That church ought to be more than a function of your religion. It ought to be the way of life in Christ alone. Christ never calls any disciple to go and do it himself. Even the Lone Ranger, John the Baptist himself, had a community around him. God doesn't call individuals to conquer the world on his behalf. You know what he calls his people to do? To follow him in community. And we strive to be together in this place. We have to be intentional with that. Community like our spirituality, like our resolutions or goals, do not happen by accident. They happen with intentionality. We strive to be a community that seeks, uh, the, seeks one another in the presence of Jesus Christ. And one of the things that we have done, one of the things that we have set up in the earliest days of this young church, and one of the things that we are, that we are rebooting and, and re-energizing today are our are connection groups. Connection groups are a primary avenue for this church, for this congregation that says Jesus Christ is our particular characteristic. It is a 
primary function for this church to build community, to be intentional of choosing we instead of me. Connection groups exist to connect through togetherness, to connect one another through study. They exist to connect each other in prayer. Connection groups are our small group ministry. And, um, you know, outside of pandemics and things like that, this has been a vital aspect of our church from the very earliest days for our almost four-year-old church. Because we believe that community doesn't happen in rows all by itself. It's going to happen in circles. Community is going to be built at dinner tables. It's going to be built in living rooms, on couches, in backyards, and lawn chairs. It's going to happen when you're playing kickball on the property. It's going to happen when you're bowling together. Community is going to be built when we choose we instead of me. And connection groups is opportunity for every person at Heritage to find the opportunity to be intentional in connecting. Here's what you need to know about connection groups. Connection groups, every person, every part, every member of Heritage is in a group. We're going to relaunch our group starting next Sunday with six new groups. Groups are formed for every Heritage member to be placed in one because the primary function of a connection group is to give space and opportunity to connect. And here's what I also want you to know, just from a personal standpoint, um, because I will hear about it at some point from someone, groups are random. Groups are not meant to bring people who already know each other together. They are meant to be randomized and amongst the, the, the community so that opportunity is given for you to connect with somebody you, have, you haven't connected with yet. So we have... We, have a, we, are, we are bringing up six new connection groups that will start next Sunday. Everybody at Heritage is in a group because we want to give that opportunity for you to connect. Groups will meet weekly. Sunday evenings primarily right around 5 o'clock. They will meet in homes. They will meet at parks. They will meet all over the place. Groups will decide how they function and how they will look in those meeting spaces. We will put all six of our new, uh, new elders and and. Uh, in those groups, if I can speak. So each group will have an elder, a shepherd in them, so that connections not only personally can happen, but connections within our eldership to our congregation, to our community can happen. Groups are realigned every year. We do not seek legacy small groups because the primary function of connection groups is to connect you with other people inside the community because there are many parts, there are many members. And those members and those parts, they are counted on, they are connected to each other. And so we want you, we are encouraging you, we are expecting you to connect to other people here at Heritage. If you're going to be a part of a church, especially this church, you are going to connect. You are going to seek connection with other parts of your church. So all these, as I said, all six of these groups will begin next Sunday. And, and a side note, if, if that's the 1A, the 1B of connection groups, and the reason that we are, 
relaunching them now. One of the primary reasons we are relaunching our groups this January is, as you know, a month ago we installed, we ordained our first eldership. Small groups, connection groups are now a primary function for our elders to shepherd the congregation. So all six of those elders will be in all six of those groups, and they will have primary responsibility of shepherding and connecting themselves with this church family. And so it now becomes a kind of a practical use for our eldership to make connections with specific people. And our elders like the idea of rearranging these groups every year because it allows for those elders to make connections with other people that maybe they haven't been in a group with before. We want and we expect and we need to be intentional with community here at Heritage and we do that primarily through our connection groups. You'll hear more from me on that. There'll be more information coming up. You can expect uh, communications from, from your elder uh, in your group uh, today and tomorrow, or today and tomorrow, however that, that works, and works out with communication and all the information. But we're going to start off next week, and we're going to start off this year being intentional as a church about building and continuing to build healthy, godly, Jesus-centered community. Here at Heritage, there's an expectation. Um, I, I don't like... And I do not, I do not just, um, this is me personally speaking for a moment. I don't like, nor do I just want anyone to feel like that they can just start hiding in the shadows and slowly back away from community because that's not how, what God has established. God brought all of us together. And the characteristic that we share is not our politics, not our party, not our school, not our background, not what we wear, not our skin color, none of that. What we share is the characteristic of Jesus Christ himself. And when Jesus brings community together, we ought to have the expectation of one another that we will choose we over me and we will seek connection in this place. Maybe that starts right now. I'm going to offer an invitation. I'll make myself available down front right here. One of our shepherds, Jeff Bingham, will make himself available in the back of this room during the singing of this last song here this morning. And if there's anything that this church can do, if there's opportunity for you to start connecting with this body, with this community, this is a great time to do so. You can find me down front. You can find Jeff in the back. You can find me or any one of our elders during our fellowship time this morning. We're not going anywhere. We seek connection because Jesus Christ is our shared characteristic. Let's sing together in this place. This